Hi, I'm Joaquin Evans, co-senior leader of Bethel Austin. I pray that Jesus ministers to you through today's message and that you are blessed deeply. If you're encouraged, please like and subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of our weekly sermons. Enjoy the message. Um, I want to just talk a little bit tonight, um, but really, as we were leading into tonight and, and this past week, just praying into this service, I just kept having this, this vision of people just laying down and just being soaked with the presence of God and this spirit of rest and refreshment coming on people and, and lingering and not just for tonight, but a deposit really that we can take out and walk out into our lives. And I just, I just wanna talk a little bit about rest tonight and I've asked Kess to come up and she's going to share as well in just a minute but she's going to play over us and we're going to have an extended time of ministry tonight as Eddie said we love the presence of God in this house it's why we're here we're not here for a good sermon (laughs) we're here for Jesus amen we're here for his goodness to lead us to repentance so that we live changed lives. I, um, as I was driving here, I had people just speeding past me and it felt so prophetic because I want to speak on rest. <laughs> I was like, I know Austin drivers are kind of crazy, but this was like to another level. And it was just, I think the Lord showing me that people are in such a hurry that we've adopted this hustle culture, this build it culture, this leave our mark on the world culture. Sometimes we forget that rest is a commandment and not a suggestion. That it is a commandment and not a suggestion. Not just a we'll get to it if we have time but a commandment from God. And I was feeling this unrest in my spirit tonight. And, you know, Kess was like, there's a battle over rest in this season. And I was like, duh, why did I not think of that? Why did I not realize that when my soul was feeling unrest? But it's true, there is a battle over our rest. There's a battle over our rest. And I believe, and I would say as strongly as I believe that it is a prophetic word for our community, that if we will allow Him, that God has a season, an extended season of rest for us ahead. And it doesn't make a lot of sense because we're coming into the Christmas season, right? It's busy. It's crazy. Church culture in general is just really good at being busy. But I believe that the Lord not only wants us to make rest a part of our lifestyle, but I believe that He has a season of extended rest for us if we will take the invitation.
Hustle is not a word that I see in the Bible. It is not the lifestyle of the Jesus that I follow. In fact, Jesus honored the Sabbath. And it wasn't just a central part of his lifestyle, but it was in the very fabric of creation that God rested, that he commanded us to rest because he knows what's good for us. He knows what's good for us. And I wanna read a verse tonight to remind us of this rest that He has for us. And it's in Matthew 11. It's verse 28 through 30. And most of us know this and we know it really well. But I want us to listen with ears as though this is an invitation that's fresh for you and I tonight. Jesus says, come to me, all you who labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I actually love the, the message translation. And I'm gonna read that one too. It says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it and learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I believe that God wants to return us to a rhythm of rest. And I believe that there is a battle over your rest because the devil understands the power of rest. See, there's two concepts that come up in this scripture of labour and heavy laden. And scholars say that this word labour implies the burdens that we take upon ourselves. And heavy laden implies the burdens that other people put upon us. And tonight, as I was praying in, I just had this sense that burdens were gonna be laid at the altar tonight. The ones that we've picked up and the ones that others have put upon us are gonna be left at the altar tonight. And we're gonna learn how to live freely and lightly with the Lord. It is so contrary to culture right now. I feel like every other person that I talk to is suffering from anxiety or panic attacks, chaos in their minds. Their souls are in a state of unrest. 
But this is Jesus' promise. This is His gift to those who follow Him, that He will give rest to our souls. And I believe it's gonna be a key marker in what differentiates us from the world. That in the midst of crazy and in the midst of chaos and busyness, that we are a people who are at rest in our souls. Because the world is hungry for the peace that is available for us to carry. Jesus talks about this yoke. He says to put His yoke upon us. See, this ancient Jews commonly use this word and this idea of a yoke as our commitments and our obligation to God. There was the yoke of the kingdom, the yoke of the law, the yoke of the command, the yoke of repentance, the yoke of faith, and the general yoke of God. And Jesus in this passage is saying, forget it all and take upon my yoke. For it is easy and it is light. So if we have this heaviness that we're carrying, perhaps we've yoked ourselves to the wrong thing. Perhaps it's not Jesus' yoke that is upon us, but the yoke of the world, the yoke of religion, When they would farm animals, they would, back in ancient farming, they would put this yoke upon an ox in order to plough a field. And as they were breaking in a new animal, they wouldn't just put two wild and new crazy animals together. They would always partner one of the animals, the young animal that was being trained with another animal that was strong, that had experience to do the heavy lifting of the yoke and to train and teach the young ox how to work. And that's the picture that Jesus is presenting. It is a picture that His audience was very familiar with. And He says that His yoke is easy and that His burden is light. The thing that I love is this word easy in the Greek actually means well-fitting. And these yokes would be made of wood and they would be tailor-made to the ox that was carrying it. So Jesus has a tailor-made yoke for you. I think so oftentimes when we feel heavy, we're just trying to just trying to wear someone else's yoke. Perhaps the yoke of comparison. And tonight I want us to, no, rewind. I believe that God has a rest for our souls. And I wanna encourage you that if it is hard for you to rest, 
then we need to ask ourselves important questions. Have I mistaken busyness for significance? Seems like that's the way that we really are making our mark or we're doing something is we're just so busy. We almost wear it as a badge of honour, don't we? But that's not actually what an honourable life before Jesus looks like. It might be before man, but Jesus has rhythms of rest built in to who we are built into the commandments that He asks us to keep. And it is so easy for us, I think, sometimes to make an excuse to not follow that commandment. Hey, I'm not gonna commit adultery and I won't murder, but I also won't follow the Sabbath. You know, Kess preached this message at the women's retreat and it was so (laughs) impactful, but she was another one of those, like we know it, right? But then when the Lord reveals it, it's just this new layer to it. And she was talking and she was like, you know, it's right in there. To observe the Sabbath is right in there with do not murder. That should be a sobering thought for us. I don't think any of us in this room would just flippantly make an excuse to murder someone, to commit adultery. Yet it sure is easy for us to make excuses to not honour the Sabbath. And it's just not an Old Testament concept. The very person that we claim to follow honoured the Sabbath. He honoured the Sabbath. He lived the Sabbath. And He wants us to do the very same thing. Sometimes it's hard for us to honour rest because it takes takes giving up control. Sometimes we forget that we're not the Saviour. You know, oh, my business can't run without me. My family can't survive without me for a day. We're not the Saviour. And in fact, if our Saviour can take rest, then we can take rest, but we've got to give up control. The inability to rest is often rooted in the need to control. And entering into rest is entering into trust with Jesus. We trust Him that He knows best for us. I like to stay busy and my dad always drilled into me a good work ethic. But he also drilled into me rest, um, work hard, play hard. (laughs) I'm so thankful for that. But sometimes we forget about the play hard, the rest. (laughs) We just wanna work hard. Because maybe we've been brought up by parents who that was their DNA to just work, work, work. And it was the honourable thing to do. And whilst hard work is honourable, so is rest. (laughs) 
And I would even go as far as saying rest is not weakness. Rest is not weakness. Those who can learn to rest often have a greater strength because they're yoked to the Saviour. Because we can love Jesus, can't we? But sometimes, if we're honest, we'll be like, well, we've, we are followers of Jesus. We love Jesus. Do you know loving Jesus and following Jesus isn't the same thing? We can love Him without following Him. But if we follow Jesus, then we follow the lifestyle that He modeled for us. And it's a lifestyle of rest. Work hard and rest. Work hard and rest. Work hard and rest. It's that rhythm that He created for us. And it's the rhythm that brings us life. It's the rhythm that sustains us. And it will be a rhythm that mocks us from those who aren't following Jesus. Because people who are at rest in their souls, there is that peace that permeates out of them. And I don't know about you, but I need the peace of Jesus. I don't just want it, I need it. In Psalm 62, one, it says, my soul finds rest in God alone. In God alone. So it's my heart and it's my hope that like I said, it's not just gonna be a powerful time of ministry. I believe that it's gonna be, but I believe that it's gonna be the beginning of a lifestyle for us. Carving out rest in our busy schedules. And it's good things that are vying for our attention. It truly is sometimes, a lot of times. It's family, friends, work, ministry. It's good stuff. God's best is that we would do those things from a place of rest. Thank you, Jesus. Come to me and I will give you rest. Rest takes intentionality. It takes intentionality. Can I just encourage you to just, if you don't have a rhythm of rest in your life, then just start simply. You can start simply. If you can't just carve out 24 hours, you can carve out three, put your phones down, sit with your family. You know how the deepest bonds of love are created? It is by spending unhurried time in the presence of family and friends. Time without agenda. You know, those people who are often closest to you, the ones that can come just sit on your sofa and just chill out. You don't have to like host them. They go get themselves a glass of water. 
Like they're the people who you are so comfortable with, right? That you love so deeply and created this rhythm with them in your life. And that's what it's like with us and Jesus. We need to establish this rhythm of rest where we are just with the people we love and we are with Jesus without agenda. And in that place, I believe, is where intimacy is born. I have three little kids who are busy. (laughs) Pastoring a church is the greatest and hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I homeschool a child. I got family in town. I got family overseas. Life is busy. Every single one of us has a list. Life is busy for all of us. But busyness cannot trump a command that God has given us. And we need to trust that He knows what is best for us, amen? And you know, the coolest thing is actually when we learn to rest, more is done in the rest of God than we can do in and on our own effort. going to share and as I mentioned then she's going to jump on the keys and she's going to play she's going to worship we're going to enter into some rest but I want to encourage you to just put your phones down at that time maybe switch them off if you have to if you want to lay on the ground you can lay on the ground I don't want you to leave though Because I will say, you need this. And don't let the enemy tell you you don't. Don't let the enemy say, oh, we know what's coming next. We'll just duck on out. You have to fight for rest. You have to fight for rest. And as a promise, you will have rest in your soul that only Jesus can give us. Amen. So you can share, Kirst, and I'm gonna run and lock the doors. And then... I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. Maybe. No, I went. So good. So good. Can you hear me? I feel so honored to speak about rest. (laughs) It's maybe one of the hardest lessons to learn, especially in our culture. I feel like my husband and I are right in the middle of it, learning how to rest and feel really honored to be where I'm at in life. And and Renee was talking about those yokes. One of those yokes, I believe, is what it talks about in Hebrews 3 and 4. And it's talking about a rest for the people of God. And he provided a place of rest, but he said, but they were unable 
to enter into that rest because of, do you remember what it was? Because of their disobedience and their unbelief. And uh, the Lord's been speaking to me recently so much about this. And man, it was their disobedience and their unbelief that kept them from entering in to the rest of God. It was their lack of trust. Renee mentioned that as well. And I was thinking about that and I was thinking about that trust begins with covenant, making covenant. And I was thinking about my relationship with my husband, Jahi, and when we got married, it was a commitment made out of, there was just, I kind of had to step into something in faith. And I made covenant with him. And what, what I did in obedience in the beginning soon grew into trust. And then that trust now has gotten to that place where I so trust Him that I now can rest. My soul, my heart is at rest when I'm around Him because I trust Him. And that's how it is with the Lord, right? It begins with covenant with Him. And then after that, it's, it's obedience, it's faith, right? And then because of our relationship and our experience together, life experience, it goes even deeper to trust. And then that trust goes even deeper into that place of rest. And I feel like that's where the Lord is wooing us into that place, deeper and deeper. And it's just like, come on, come on, come on. So as we go into that place of ministry tonight, maybe, maybe you're sensing, hey, maybe that's me. There's some areas of distrust in my life. There's some areas of disobedience, some unbelief that's keeping me from going deeper and deeper and really that trust fall into rest because it takes trust to rest. But like Renee said, this is one of the, the rhythms. It's woven into the rhythms of our life from the very beginning, from very creation. The God who needed no rest, rested so that we could have an example for, for our own well-being. It's for our own well-being. It's for our fruitfulness. Because He's all about relationship. He's all about wanting us to completely fall back and trust Him. And so what you begin to do out of, if you want to be good at anything, what do you do? You practice. You practice it. You make it a discipline. You do it over and over and over again until it becomes natural and normal. So sometimes we have to train ourselves into this rhythm of rest. These weekly rhythms that are, it's, have been set up for us. On the seventh day, he rested from all that he did. And then later on in the Ten Commandments, like Renee mentioned, keep the Sabbath holy. What does it mean to make it holy, to observe it? to make it sacred, to make it different, to make it set apart, to trust Him. 
And so what becomes an act of obedience later becomes the natural, that spirit of rest so that what becomes once a week then becomes something you can access every day of the week because it becomes that spirit of rest that he's talking about here, entering into his rest. And it's available for us. Jahi and Kes used to live in Israel for a number of years and we we went to visit them and on a um, the day before Shabbat they would the city would just be bustling because everyone was preparing. They were preparing for their day of rest. They were doing all their cooking, they were doing all their cleaning. So that on the day of rest, so that on the Sabbath, on Shabbat, they could put it all down and they could rest. Not only do you have to fight for your rest, but you have to prepare for your rest. It takes intentionality to rest. But it's beautiful when we enter in to this rest with Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right. (laughs) Jesus. God, we thank you. We thank you for your presence that is in the room. We thank you for your plans for us, your design for our lives. I thank you for helping us to plan, to fight for the rest that you promise us. So Lord, as we take this time tonight to rest in your presence, God, we're asking that you would lift off any burdens that we have placed upon ourselves, any burdens that others have placed upon us, God, that you will reveal areas where we need to lean in and trust you more, God, where we are trying to be the Savior of our own life. Thank you, Jesus. You're a good, good God. And you have the very, very best for your children. And we know that your commands for us are for our own well-being. Thank you, Lord. Refresh us in your presence tonight, God. Encounter us with your rest. I even have this sense that as people have this encounter tonight with the Lord, that trauma is going to be removed from their life. And that physical healing is going to be a manifestation of stepping into rest. 
encounter us tonight, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
Love 
sitting out on my back porch, I'm just running through this list of the things that I need to get done. And God will often stop me and He's like, think of all the things you've done. Look at what you have done and don't meditate on all the things that are left undone. Just rest and appreciate. And it's often in these times of rest where I'm able to look back and just appreciate what God has done in my life. The faithfulness of our good God. I believe that as we learn to rest, our appreciation will grow. Our ability to see what He has done and what He is doing will increase. prompting you to lay down on the ground tonight as an act of surrender. As an act of surrender. To just trust Him that in rest He will work 
work on your behalf. There's a verse in Exodus where the Lord says to Moses, He says, be still and know that I am God. Sometimes we've just got to still our lives. He says, I will fight for you. You need only be still. Sometimes our greatest weapon of warfare is rest.
when it's all about you it's all about you jesus i'm sorry lord for the thing i've made when it's all about you it's all Every person in this room, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your love. We thank you that it's easy that we just be. We just be. Thank you, Lord. 
you to linger, stay in this place of rest, but we want to bless you and release you to get your kids.
for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.